good was that song? That is my song at the moment. I love it. It's my favourite of the new Hillsong album. If you haven't got it, wow, get it. It's, it's so good. I wonder if you can relate to the words in, that, in the beginning of that song particularly. It says, I've been strong and I've been broken within a moment. I've been faithful and I've been reckless at every bend. I've held everything together and watched it shatter. I've stood tall and I have crumbled in the same breath. Who can relate to that? Does life not sometimes seem like a series of contradictory moments? One minute, you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof and you can't seem to do or say a thing that changes that. And in a moment, a situation can come out of seemingly nowhere and everything changes and you feel like you're being smashed on the the rocks of life. I mean, I can relate to that. I've had, I've had moments where I've worked hard to, to get everything going in the right direction. Worked hard, gathered all the loose, loose ends, smoothed all the tension. Mums, we know about smoothing the tension. Smoothed all the tension to only watch it unravel and shatter before my eyes when someone has said or done or thought or maybe has, or touched, or sat too close to, or, you know, it just all goes out the window. You're having that beautiful family moment. And then someone's sitting too close in the car, or looking at them. He's looking at me. Mum, he's looking at me. Mum, he's looking at me. You know how it goes. It's like we're trying to have a moment here. And you find yourself in the car, saying, you, look out that window. You, out that window. We had three. You, straight ahead. Don't touch each other. Don't talk to each other. We are going out as a family to have a great time. Okay? Let's just all get on the same page. Yes, we've all been there. We've all been there, haven't we? (sighs) There have been moments in my life where I felt like I'm absolutely smashing it. Smashing it. Who's felt like that? Sometimes, come on, you've got to be honest. Sometimes you feel like, man, I'm so good. I can't believe how well this is going. And there have been other moments where I felt like I haven't got a clue what is going on and I have no idea which direction to go in next. And I feel quite paralysed by it all. Can anyone relate? We all can, can't we? Who's currently smashing it? Be honest. Come on, there's got to be some people here who are currently smashing it. My husband's just had four weeks off, five weeks off, six weeks off, six weeks off. He's smashing it. It's okay to be smashing it. No one beside you is going to hit you. It's okay to be, wow, I feel pretty good right now. The rest of us, it's okay. By the end of this message, you'll feel okay. Today is Mother's Day. And as I look at my motherhood journey... (laughs) It's true, right, mothers? It's true. The above is true. Sometimes I felt like, wow, this is just awesome. It's just like I see in the movies. At other times, it's like being on the set of The Exorcist. It's like, welcome to motherhood. It's everything you dreamed of and your nightmares as well some days. Before I go any further this morning, I did want to honour a mum 
in the service this morning. Because, you know, motherhood is amazing and beautiful. It has made me, it has given me the opportunity to grow in so many areas, some I didn't even know existed. It has tested my patience. It has made me more gracious. It has made me understand the Father's love for me in a way that I don't think I ever would have understood. It has challenged me. It has rewarded me. It's been a journey. And this morning, before I go any further, I actually wanted to honour a mum. I'm going to come off the platform. Is that okay? Because, you know, I don't want to run this to this person. But this mum, to me, is a standout. Because not only, thank you, has she raised her own children, but who are brilliant, by the way, but she's taken into her care um, some children, some other children, long-term children, and they just took a baby. A tiny, tiny baby who is one month, is that correct? Nicolene, would you stand up? We want to honour you this morning. This woman is amazing. She is amazing. We wanted to give you some flowers this morning and say, well done. Well done. Well done. I just think that is, is brilliant. I mean, my three children nearly killed me, so, you know, still, still almost killing me. No, not really. They're awesome. They're awesome. Okay. Any mums here? In a moment of desperation or sleep deprivation, if you had babies that slept from day one, just ignore this a little bit. But any mums here who's in a moment of desperation or sleep deprivation, reach for a parenting book. Come on, you can be honest. Come on, we've all done it. Now, for some of you, you did that and it went perfectly. For me, I I don't think there was actually a a parenting book out there that quite described my experience, especially with our first child who didn't sleep until he was two. I faithfully got advice, read every parenting book there was out there, applied the principles diligently and wondered what was wrong with me. That it didn't work. Now, I'm convinced that some of those parenting books are written by people who don't have children because, let's face it, I was a way better parent before I had kids than I was after. I seemed to know absolutely everything that was required for that parent to deal with that child until it was mine. Or by parents who have had one incredibly easy, perfect child and decided to write a book to persecute the rest of us. Now, they can be helpful. I'm not saying don't get help. I did think at times that it would be interesting to see if those same parents were as keen to write a book on how to manage teenagers as they were with... No, just ignore me. I'm just being silly. Just being silly. (sighs) We all have those moments where we are beyond proud of our kids and moments where we wonder where the heck we went wrong. I can remember sitting years ago in a, in a school um, awards night, speech night, whatever they call them, speech night, and um, our daughter wa- um, was given the friendship award. I was like, I've made it. She's a good friend. Everything in el- else in life will. That was the proudest moment of my life, really. It's like, wow, she, she knows how to treat people. So proud. When, when she was a little older as a teenager, maybe may not have got the friendship award. But, you know, we're so ready to judge ourselves in the moment, aren't we? I'm a success. I'm doing well. Everybody thinks my kids are great. 
Everybody thinks my life is going well, my business is going well. You know, I look like I've got it all together. I've got the house, got the car, got the wife, got the job, got the kids. And I'm doing well. We're also willing to go, and particularly with other people, we look at them, we go, wow, they're doing really well. Same as when we're not doing well. When something goes wrong, which can be totally and completely out of our control, we're so willing to take judgment upon ourselves and call ourselves a failure. So ready to say I'm a success or I'm a failure. Imagine if someone like Thomas Edison... Now, Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, right? And most of us know his story. But imagine if Thomas Edison judged himself as a failure after his first attempt at inventing the electric light bulb. Imagine. Well, it'd be dark for a start. Or even at his 10th attempt, or his 20th attempt, or his 100th attempt, or his 600th attempt. He had 1,000 attempts at inventing the electric light bulb. Imagine if he had at any stage in that labelled himself a failure because of the facts. It didn't work. In fact, when he was asked how he felt about failing 1,000 times, he answered, and I love this, I didn't fail. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. What a great way to look at it, hey? I didn't fail 1,000 times. It just took 1,000 steps to find success. You, think, you see, I think life is about the long game. Life is about the long game. We play the long game in life. Life is not, you know, people say, oh, life is a series of short sprints. No, it isn't. It's a marathon. We know it's a marathon. Any of us, I've been on this planet for 55 years. It's a marathon. I want to make it to the end. We pace ourselves. We reward ourselves. Some legs we do better than others. Some legs we're exhausted. Some legs we're the ones leaning beside the tree vomiting because we're so exhausted. Some legs we run because, and we look like gazelles, some of us. Some of us we're flat out crawling on our hands and knees for some legs, but it's a marathon life. It's the long game. It's the long game. And I think wisdom requires us to look at life as the long game, as the long game. I'm so glad that God looks at my life as the long game. You know, we, re- we sing that song, or the team sang that song to us before, and it, it really reveals to me the fact that God's not judging us on the moment. Thank God for that. He would be exhausted with me if he was judging me on the moments, let alone all of you. She's doing really well. Oh, nope. Oh, she's doing really well. Oh, nope. God's not like that. He looks at the long game. Second Peter 3 verses 8 to 9 in the message says, Don't overlook the obvious here, friends. With God, one day is as good as a thousand years. A thousand years as a day. God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. He looks at the long game. Looks at the long game. You know, we learned a long time ago, you know, in looking at um, finances and looking at things like that, you can't judge week to week. Gives you an indication, but you're way better to project and look at the long term because things can make it 
different. But if we're projecting and looking at the long term, when there is something that doesn't measure up quite like it should, instead of getting upset, we know, well, we just need a little bit more to hit that projected projection at the end of the year. All is not lost because we're looking at the long game. And life is about the long game. So how do we change our lives so that we look at the long game? You know, I think sometimes it's somewhat easier when you're a little older and more mature because you've seen things come and go. And I wish sometimes that I had the, the wisdom and the insight that I have now at 55 at 20-something at when I had my first baby. I think it would have been great to have this amount of wisdom, but God in all this wisdom didn't give me that. I had to work it out because it was the long game. So I want to give you maybe some of the benefits of my wisdom on the long game this morning, because I want to encourage you. You know, you may be a mum here, you know, and maybe you've got small children and sleep and space and privacy and moments alone are a thing of the past. I can remember not being able to go to the bathroom ever by myself. It would seem, I, you know, like I'm, I'm a little bit of an extrovert. I don't know if you've noticed that. But I would announce to everyone, righto, going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom. If anyone is looking for me, I will be in the bathroom. You go to the bathroom, you close the door, and what happens? Mom, where are you? Mom. Mom, I can remember sitting in there with little fingers coming under the door because apparently we couldn't be separated for a moment in time. So maybe that's where you're at in life. Maybe you're a mum whose children are in the teenage years. Bless them. Where they are working out who they are and their hormones are kicking in, their emotions are high you're unreasonable, you don't know anything. You know, we go from these parents at mums particularly, we know everything. Mum is the centre of the universe to, I, I must have honestly got amnesia in my sleep last night because I actually know nothing about anything anymore. Everybody else knows. Maybe that's where you're at in life. Maybe your children like mine are older and they're out of school. You know, and I used to think when my kids were little, I don't know, I sort of thought there was magic thing at like 18 where they just grew up and did everything right and, and I didn't have to worry about them anymore. And if you're, uh, your kids are smaller, just don't listen to this next bit. You know, you never stop, I think, parenting your children, ever. And, you know, they're older. They can make their own decisions. Some of them I don't really like. Some of them cause me great concern. Maybe that's the phase of life that you're in. Maybe you're here today and, you know, you're not a mum. You're just, you know, you're here just as someone else. But it applies to everyone, really. It applies to business life. It applies to marriage. It applies to our health. We have to look at the long game. So I want to look at this morning, how do we play the long game? So I've got three tips this morning for playing the long game in life. Because I think if we can change the way that we look at our life, we can change the emotional up and downs. Because so often, and maybe it's just me, you know, I'm, I'm a girl and, and yeah, I don't think I'm overly emotive, maybe. I don't know. But 
some, you know, some days, some weeks, I can start here on Monday. By Monday night, I'm here. And then something good happens, so I'm here. And then it's really good, so by Wednesday, I'm back here. And, and then something else happens, and I'm back here. And then, am I talking to people who understand? I don't think that's the way we were meant to live. Sure, things happen, but there must be a way to navigate that that's not so exhausting for us emotionally, that gives us hope, that gives us the ability to weather the storms, to come through the other side, to see the big picture on the other side, to have an actual finish point where we go, this is my ideal, this is my ideal, this is where we're heading, and I will navigate until I get there. Play the long game in life. Okay, are you ready? Are you excited? Yeah. Me too. Okay, three things. First thing is attitude. Attitude is essential in the long game. I don't know about you. People have over the years, um, they seem to think that when you put the title pastor in front of someone's name, that automatically everything changes. It does not. Just let me tell you. It just actually gets harder. Um, attitude is everything. Keeping a good attitude is essential for the long game. Choosing to not give in to negative self-talk. I'm hopeless at this. I'm a bad mum. I just can't do this anymore. This is too hard. I I should never have done this. I don't know what I was thinking. Negative self-talk is never going to help you in the long game. It will actually root you to the spot and make you feel like an absolute failure. You've got to determine to see yourself with an attitude that God sees you. The great thing about attitude is you get to choose it. You get to choose it. You can choose your attitude at any moment on any day. And I'd encourage you, sometimes we don't want to. Sometimes we don't like it. Sometimes we would rather wallow in self-pity. Sometimes that feels good. But can I encourage you, if you are able to choose your attitude, to set your attitude, to understand that God sees you in a particular way and that's actually who you are, not how you feel in the moment. So for me, I determine to choose joy. I determine to be grateful. I determine to see the good, even when the bad is overwhelming. I remember as, um, um, you know, in many areas of church life, I've worked in nearly every area of church life. And I can remember as a young person working in kids, God bless our kids workers. And I've never been like a kid, you know, some people are just kid people. I was never that. I just never really understood them, never had much to do with them. And, And so... I can remember leading kids and, um, and just being totally like, they just can be nasty. Not your children, but other children. And I can remember someone coaching me and saying, you've just got to see something good and encourage it. You've just got to decide to see something good. I can remember them saying to me, if all else fails, everybody blinks. So just tell them they blink beautifully. And I've got to tell you, it works. If you can change your attitude to see the good in the, in the situation. If you can change your attitude to see that it's not the end, but only in the middle. If you can change your attitude and see joy. I determined a long time ago to be grateful for every moment, to be grateful because I figured this, God's great sacrifice for my life changed my life forever. It gave me a purpose and a destiny and a hope and a family that I could never have imagined And if God didn't do another thing, I was still grateful. 
still grateful. So our attitude will help us play the long game. Deuteronomy uh, 30 verse 19 and 20 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live and your descendants by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, by holding closely to him, for he is your life, your good life, your abundant life, your fulfillment, and the length of your days is what God is. It's not just about us. What I've found, having applied this principle to my life for a long time now, is that, that I train my children that this is the way to do life. I will be joyful. It, it's one thing for me to tell them to do it. It's another thing for them to see me do it. I will choose joy. I will choose grateful. I will choose life. I will choose to see that this is not the end, but only the middle. I will choose that. I can choose that. And I love that God tells us we can choose life or death. And then he tells us what to choose. Because some days I need to be reminded of that. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer in every situation, no matter what the circumstances. Be thankful and continually giving thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. You know, as bad as things have gotten sometimes in life, I've always been able to find something that is good. There is always something that is good. I think Neil Diamond had the song, didn't he? Some days are diamonds, some days are stones. John Denver. Yeah, I'm really good with the country artists. John Denver. I should be better, yeah? Some days are stones. Some days are diamonds, some days are stones. You know what? Some people will look at that and go, yeah, some days are stones. People like me, I look at it and go, wow, some days are diamonds. It's a choice how you look at it. We all know about the example of the glass half full or half empty. How do you see it? Change the way you see it. Is it half empty? No, it's actually half full. It's the way that you look at it. Our attitude is so important if we want to play the long game in life. The second thing is endurance. We don't like this one. Endurance. Endurance is important. If you want to play the long game, resisting the urge to give up, resisting the urge to throw your hands in the air and say, I've had enough, resisting the urge to say, I can't do this, resisting the urge to say, I'm done, too hard, too much, too sad, too tired, resisting that urge to say that, to keep going, keep going, to set your eyes past the moment, the event, that thing, that that has caused us pain, setting our eyes. You know, there's a great children's story about the little red engine that could. I think I can, 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 until he finally did. I know it's a kid's story, but it's a great principle. I think I can. I think I can just get out of bed today. I think I can. I think I can manage a smile as I go down the street today. I think I can. I think I can actually manage to to take put one foot in front of the other. I think I can. I think I can, I think I can, because it's not just up to me. I have this amazing God. I have this amazing God who says that I will never be alone, that he'll never forsake me, that he'll never leave me or abandon me. I know that he's cheering me on. He's put me in a great 
church family where I know that people pray and they cheer me on and they encourage me. He's given me great friends and great family. I am able to keep going. Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 2 says, Therefore we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance and active, persistent, active, there's a great word, active, persistence. Run with endurance and active persistence. The race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us, focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority and the completion of his work. You know, Jesus finished it. For us, we know the end. He says, He says that we are more than conquerors. He says that we're the head and not the tail. He says all things are possible for, for those who believe in Him. He says nothing is impossible. He says you can do it. He says keep going. He says I put you in a family who are cheering you on. He says I've given the ability to praise and break through like we talked about last week. He says you can, you can, you can. Keep going. You know, and one thing I've found in my life, and particularly in motherhood, is sometimes you just need to keep going. There's a great saying, when you're going through hell, don't stop. Keep going. When it's tough, keep going. Sometimes we feel like it's one step forward and two steps back, but that one step forward is really important. We just have to endure. We just have to keep going. I remember when Levi was a baby, and I mentioned before he didn't sleep for two years. I coined this phrase. Now, I don't know. Scientifically, it's probably not true. But sleep is overrated. Look at me. I'm all right. I survived. Still here. Slightly kooky at times, but I'm still here. Two years, two years, every time I think about it, I think, oh, how did we do that? Two years of, I I decided to endure. This is how I endured. I thought, okay, if I'm lying flat and my eyes are closed and I'm relaxed, that's, that's sleep, isn't it? And I survived like that for two years. Now, he started to sleep through. I didn't think he was ever going to sleep through. I thought he'd be 16 and we'd be still rocking him and singing. But I'm like, he's a married man. He's got his own children now. But the important thing was to endure, to not give up, to not give up hope. The third thing that you need to do this long game is faith. Faith. I don't know how you would do it without faith. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Rely on and and confidently trust the Lord. You know, it's important. I find that We are inclined when things are tough to try and make really important decisions. When we are really not in an emotional state to do so. Who knows that after two years of not sleeping, I was probably not in a great mindset to make huge life-changing decisions. 
I didn't have a brain, really. Oh, I did, but it wasn't very functional. It was a bit foggy. Who knows that God is just... He's the one that removes the obstacles. If we can grab that thought of faith, if we can go, it's not up to me. If we can grab that idea that he's gone before me, he knows the way, I can trust him. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. He is going to walk me through this. If I cannot rely on my own understanding or insight, but on his truth and his word and his promises, particularly in seasons that are more difficult, particularly in seasons where I don't feel like I'm having a win. We need to do it when we're having a win. But we really need to do it when we don't feel like we're having a win. I need to learn to trust God despite what I see in the moment. I need to know from experience, which you do after you've walked with Jesus for a while, that, hey, I've been through things like this before. I've been through things that are tougher. I've been through things that I thought would destroy me, but they only made me bigger and better and stronger. And I am absolutely, totally confident that this is another one of those things. This is why he puts us in family. This is why we say we're better together because sometimes it's not my experience. Sometimes I can talk to someone who's been on a similar track. Young mums here. Playgroup is great. Go find some young mums who are going through similar things to you. Find some older mums who have walked through the things that you're currently walking through. If you've, if you've got a moment that you, that you can't find a way out of, he's put us together so that we might encourage each other, so that we might build each other's faith, so that we might say, hey, it's okay, you can trust. I did trust. I am trusting and I've seen the breakthrough that I've been looking for. So this morning, no matter what moment you find yourself in, whether you're the ones that put your hands up having the win, which is awesome, we're cheering you on, or whether not so much, can I encourage you, focus on the long game. Mums in the house, focus on the long game. Know that while there is life, there is hope. While there is still breath in your body, there is the ability for God to do something amazing, miraculous, bring breakthrough, bring change, rip the thing apart and make it a win where we can only see a loss. Determine to have an attitude, attitude to choose to rise, to choose to be joyful, to choose to be an overcomer, to choose life. Keep going. Can I encourage you? Think about the little red engine. Keep going. You are surrounded by people who are cheering you on. You are surrounded by people who want to see you have a win. Keep going. Keep getting up. Keep doing it. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the answer. And have faith. Access that faith element that says it's not just up to me. It's not just up to what I see. It's not just up to my insight. It's not just up to my understanding. But it's up to God who has never let me down, who has never abandoned me. The Word says He's gone before me. He's made a way for me. Trust God and lean not on your own understanding. Have faith that He is able. You know, my favourite scripture, and I generally always quote it when I speak, and I don't ever mean to, but it just, is, it just encapsulates everything. Have faith that he is able, not to just to do what you've asked, but to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask, imagine, or dream of, Ephesians 3.20.
You know, if I stand here before you today, I would have to say, is my life perfect right now? No. Has it ever been? No. But have I seen that happen in my life all the time? God is always able to do exceedingly abundantly above. His vision is always higher than mine. His way is always higher than mine. His result is always better than what I could imagine. It might not be in my time frame. Because we focus on the short game. We want the win. This is my problem. Where's the solution? We're in a society, aren't we, where everything is short term. Everything is short game. Everything is bombarding us. All the time we have these beautiful little smartphones that have made us dumb, I'm sure, where we can be accessed at all times. We have information going in, information going in, information going in, information going in, and we have no time to process it. So everything becomes instant now. I must apply now. I can, I can answer now. I can do that now. I can think later. I can... The long game in life is the way God plays it. The long game in life is the way He wants us to play it. He wants us to take the time to think. He wants us to take the time to process. He wants us to take the time to trust and wait so that when He brings what we're believing for, we know it's from Him. Is that okay? You good? Excellent. Can I pray for you this morning? I wonder this morning, could we stand in the house just as we pray? And I wonder this morning if there are people here today and that really spoke to you. You're in a season where you're not particularly, you wouldn't say, having a win. And you've wondered how to go forward and you've wondered and you've, you've feared giving up. And even this morning as you came, you were considering how you would get out of that circumstance or give up or resign or, or let go or disconnect. I wonder if you would be brave enough this morning I'd really like to pray for you if you'd raise your hand and say, well, that, that's me, I just, I, I need that. I need to focus on the longer and that's awesome. Because I know God wants to touch hearts this morning. I know God wants to bring, in, bring possibility into situations this morning. I know He wants to, people to leave this morning feeling confident that He's got this, that it's not the end. So if that's you, I want to, would you be brave enough, raise your hand. I'm not going to point you out, I'm just going to pray for you. It's just acknowledging, yep, that's me, God, I need it. That's awesome. There's hands going up all over this place. I'm believing this morning that God is going to touch hearts, that God is going to give you a vision for your life this morning that goes past your circumstance right now. I'm believing for breakthrough. I'm believing for healing. I'm believing for whatever is needed in your circumstance right now. So church, let's pray. Lord, I thank you today. Thank you for the long game. I thank you, Lord, that we are not judged or marked on the short things in the short term on our failures or successes but Lord you have set a path before us that is the long game that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above and so today I pray for those who've raised their hands that they would be able to choose today to see the possibilities that they would be able to feel that endurance in their soul, in their spirit, that ability to keep on going. And Lord, I pray that they would be able to just trust you, knowing that you know the end from the beginning, the alpha, the omega, your intention for us is good. So Lord, for every circumstance represented, I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing where it is needed, that you would bring just that additional 
ability to grab on and trust where it is needed, that you would bring vision where it is needed, that you would bring breakthrough where it is needed, that you would bring reconciliation in families where it is needed, that you would bring that ability to endure and keep on going, that hope, that joy knowing that you've got it all in your hand. I want to pray you would bring just a difference, a change in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. How about we keep our eyes closed just for a moment? You might be here this morning. Maybe you've come with your mum. Maybe you're a mum that's been brought and in, in church is not your normal Sunday morning activity. But as I've spoken this morning, something's resonated in your heart, that, that long-term, that, that life thing has resonated in your heart. You know, God has always intended that we would live in relationship with Him, that we would know this better together, that we would know the thoughts and plans that He has for us, that we would know possibility. God has always intended that for us. But through the things, some things that we do, the Bible calls those sin, the things that make us feel ashamed, the things that make us feel that we don't measure up, that relationship is broken. But God always has a good news story. God always has a way. God always has a possibility. And this morning, I just want to encourage you. God sent Jesus so that you might be able to be restored in relationship with him. It's my own story. I haven't always known Jesus. I haven't always been a Christian. It's my own story. That decision that I made many years ago now as a 20-year-old changed my life forever. It set me in a family. It gave me purpose. It gave me hope. It showed me what faith was. It helped me to endure. And so this morning, I want to give opportunity. Well, all, all our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed. If you're here this morning, I know there are people this morning that say, you know, I need that. I need to join my life with Jesus this morning. I wonder if you would be brave enough to just slip up your hand. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. We're just going to pray a prayer all together. But just to make that stand and go, yep, today, today I choose. Today I choose. Today I choose God. Today I choose a different way. Today my life changes. Today I link my life with the God of the universe. That's awesome. I see that hand. That's one. Don't miss this this morning. This is a life-changing moment. Mother's Day. All about love. All about family. And you're standing in family this morning. That's awesome. Just one more look across. That's you. Why don't you raise your hand so I can include you in our prayer this morning. Fantastic. That's two. That's awesome. Very good. One more glance. I don't want you to miss it. One more glance. Fantastic. Can we just take a moment and congratulate those people? That is amazing. It's a decision that you'll never, never regret. God is going to come into your life. He's going to change it. He's going to bring you hope. He's going to bring you purpose. He's going to bring you destiny. And you'll never be alone. It's so, so amazing. So church, we're going to pray this prayer together this morning with those who've made that decision. Are you ready? Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. I hope you're encouraged this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums. Rob's going to give us some information.